Welcome to Canada Homeschools, the dose of inspiration and encouragement for Canadian homeschoolers. Canada Homeschools features interviews with homeschool group organizers, resource suppliers, and conversations with everyday homeschoolers just like you, all from a Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Rowan Atkinson. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. In 400 meters. In 100 meters. You have reached your destination. Well, hello there, and thank you for joining me. I really appreciate that you're taking the time to listen. I hope it makes your drive time or your washing your dishes time uh, more pleasant and will help you to be encouraged and inspired and educated a little on your homeschooling journey. That's what I'm here for. Today, I want to talk about employing your children in your family business. And homeschoolers more than the average people are entrepreneurial and the research on homeschooling from the Fraser Institute shows that homeschooled children when they grow up are actually more likely to run an entrepreneurial type of business uh, as opposed to just a nine to five say working for someone else. So um, it's an important thing to talk about and Apparently, we homeschoolers are very entrepreneurial. I know that I've had to be. And so we're going to talk about that. I think some of the reasons that homeschoolers are more likely to be entrepreneurs is because, first of all, homeschooling isn't really a mainstream activity. Most people have as a default setting, sending their children to the government-sponsored free education through our taxpayers' dollars. And so, because homeschooling isn't mainstream, our children's very education has taught them to think and live outside the box. And with homeschooling, we can really encourage creativity. We can really get to know our children, how they are wired, what their particular bent is. And if they're gifted and skilled in a certain area, we can actually focus a lot of their education at a much younger age to develop that area of expertise in them. Another reason why I think homeschoolers are entrepreneurial is that we have to get really creative because one of our income generators is spending most of their time teaching and facilitating learning. And so we still have to provide for our family. So oftentimes we'll have to come up with creative and entrepreneurial solutions in order to juggle both of those things. We also as homeschoolers have on average larger than average families. And that requires more groceries, more clothing, and more space. So often we have to do something either on the side or come up with something on our own where we're generating income for ourselves and not just helping our employers generate income for themselves. Because our children grow up with all of these things, and if you're an entrepreneur, your children are growing up 
with business all around them. They're listening to business conversations at the dinner table. They're sometimes working alongside their parents in their business. They're growing up with a business mindset. So whether it is from working hard at family chores or working for you in your business or alongside you in your business, they really are growing up with an entrepreneurial mindset. So I think these are some of the reasons that homeschoolers are more entrepreneurial than average. And so it makes sense for us when we want to be with our children and we are educating our children directly that we would also have them alongside us in our family businesses. So I've learned some things along the way and some of the things I've learned are actually from my children about having your children work with you in the family business. Now what that looks like will vary greatly depending on the type of business that you have. Some forms of business you can't really include your children when they are young, others you can. For example, in some of my businesses, when my children were very little, I did a home party business and I couldn't really let them package the orders and I couldn't really bring them to the parties. That was their daddy time in the evening. But what they could do is help me collate catalogs, order forms, things like that. Other than that though, I found myself packaging orders when they were at nap time and doing parties when daddy was home in the evening and homeschooling them during the day. So, except at nap time. So that was how I worked it out when my children were very little. When they were around 12 or so, I had a house cleaning business and each one would take a turn if I had permission from my client to come along with me. And there were things that they could do that were age appropriate for them, such as dusting. I didn't have them clean the bathrooms. And then everything they did, I would inspect. But they learned how to have a business mindset. They learned how to show up. They learned how to do something that even if they only used it for managing their own household when they grew up was a useful skill for them. And I also have had laundromats and a dry cleaning depot. And so once my students reached about age 15 or so, as long as it was only for a few hours a week and didn't interfere with their education, they could uh, learn to work there. And the experience that they gained there made it very easy for them to get jobs elsewhere in the future. So as I said, if you have a family business, I have some thoughts to help you and your children. As my children have pointed out to me, you have chosen to have this business. They haven't necessarily chosen to have the business as well. So that's something to keep in mind with your children, especially when they're teenagers, and to respect that. A small amount of time helping in the family business is like doing the dishes at home. We're contributing to the family as a responsible citizen. But a large amount of time in the family business should come with financial compensation. This also gives our children the opportunity to learn to earn and manage money. And it's given them the opportunity to learn that money comes from work. So this way, as a parent, you're not a human ATM machine. If the children need money for something that they want, not something that they need, they can do a few hours of work or ask for a shift. 
they can earn the money, and they can have that sense of accomplishment that comes from being a productive citizen and earning the money. And as they earn their own money, they'll also learn whether things are worth it or not to buy based on how much they had to work in order to be able to buy it. So it's really good for a financial education. However, there are laws about these things, about employing children in your family business, that you need to look into and follow. It's appropriate here that I give a little disclaimer. This is not legal advice. This is an encouragement for you to get legal advice. But the general rule is, you can't give your children an unrealistically high salary for not doing work as a tax evasion, and you can't expect them to work with inadequate pay. Some people have tried to pay their children thousands and thousands of dollars when their children perhaps only worked five or ten hours in the year. That is not really legal and it's not really right. So make sure that you're doing it properly, that there is appropriate pay for an appropriate amount of work. In my case, I pay mine an hourly wage, so there is a record of their work hours and their earnings. In this way, there is no question about the fairness or the legality of what we are doing. When I had the cleaning business, technically my children were my employees, and even though I was a sole proprietorship, I would still have to deduct employment insurance from my children's work pay, even though even though I probably wouldn't have laid them off, for example, and they wouldn't have been able to collect employment insurance because they were my children. So I had to write a letter to the government just explaining the situation that they were my children and they only worked a few hours a week. And so I was able to get an exemption from having to take employment insurance off of their paychecks and submit the source deductions to the government for them. Where you live, I think this may apply more in the United States than in Canada, but you'll have to check out your own state or provincial regulations. Some people may have curfew laws, which limit the times of day that students can work. In Ontario and Canada, I know the Homeschool Legal Defense Association has really fought the idea of us having curfew laws because homeschoolers still get their schoolwork done, but they may do it on a different schedule than the public schools, and so that would be unfair. But just please be aware of these rules in your area and plan accordingly, and make sure that your schooling is the priority for your school-age students, not your business. So we talked with Hester Van Braden of Classical Education Books, and she has actually designed her school year in such a way that she'll have some time off and then she'll have school and then she'll have some time off and then she'll have school. And she times the time offs for the holidays, but also for her really busy times in her business. That way her children are still getting the same amount of education, but she's not trying to juggle their education at the super busy times in her business. I know in my business, um, in the laundromats and dry cleaning depot, we're in a tourist area and there are certain months um, even during the school year, May and September, that are very busy. And so I arrange the children's school assignments and work to accommodate the fact that I won't be really hands-on with them during that time. During the school year, our children worked a few hours a week as a part-time job. 
In the summers, when other students were available, they were welcome to get a job elsewhere or they could work for me. So I think that's an important point that if our children would like to get a job elsewhere, it's important that they're working. I, I personally don't feel that I should force them to work in my business, especially if their giftings and callings are other than whatever my business is. For example, if physical labor and, um, and laundry and dry cleaning are not their area of expertise, but really working with children is, then I'm not going to force them to do laundry when they could be preparing for their future career at a different job. So during the school year, yes, they worked in the family business, but they had the option, at least give them the option of having them be able to get a job elsewhere if they so choose knowing, of course, that they have to still be able to get to the job. And I have some that would rather work elsewhere, but it's quite convenient that they can get a ride to work with me in the family business. And so they stick with it. So my oldest daughter never worked for me in the summers. My next child did sometimes, or she worked at camps at other times. My son is very wired to work with children, so he will not work for me in the summer. But during the school year, when he needs to earn some spending money, he can help out in the family business. So it's important for them, as I said, to be free to pursue employment that will further their own career purposes and for them not to feel trapped in your agenda. And as I said, time and transportation are factors in this. And all of that being said, our children have appreciated that they always had work when they needed it. Like at the end of a university year before their summer job started, they could work for one month and just get some money to catch up from uh, spending it on their schooling during the year. Another thing we've done in our family business, and it might be something that can help your children as well as yourself, we add up the total amount of money and benefits that our business has brought into our household to remind us why we're sometimes making a sacrifice having a family business. We also talk about how we have served and helped people with our business. If we were able to take a trip or enjoy a concert with our earnings, we talk about that. If we have built equity or paid off our business loan, we go over that as well. This is important for their learning, and believe me, I need to know the juggle is worth it all. We also remind ourselves of the scheduling advantages we have, such as never having to work Sunday mornings or Thursday nights when we have other priorities. So our children didn't stop going to youth group when they turned 16 because they got a part-time job. They were able to have a part-time job worked around the schedule of things that were priorities for us. As a business owner, try to work towards being a good boss, not only to your other employees, but also to your family workers. It's really easy to take your children for granted and at the last minute make them go into work to cover a shift because you know you can always count on them. This can happen in the church too, by the way. Our, we are a pastor family and so uh, if someone is needed for something, we know we can count on each other and we often ask each other, but it's important that we don't take our family for granted. 
Our children appreciated having notice for their schedule and also a schedule for their shifts so that they could plan their lives and know what the expectations were for them. They just don't want to be taken for granted. I'm reminded of something that can also happen within the home, which is taking the oldest child for granted. For me, it was very easy to do that, to default to getting our oldest to do everything. She's a very helpful, hands-on, acts-of-service kind of person, so it made sense. It was easy. She was my go-to. But I had to make a conscious effort to be fair about asking the next child to do things. It was for her benefit, and so on down the line. Try to aim for the youngest person able to do a job. Then it won't all fall on the oldest. Firstborns also appreciate being asked to babysit and not just having it assumed that they're always available and willing. If you have a business, make sure you have some boundaries around your time, some non-negotiable, non-work times. And please, please, please make sure you take some time off on the holidays. One of the things that my older children have talked to me about when they have, when we've reflected on them working in the family business is that sometimes it can get a bit much being schooling together all day, working alongside each other in the family business all the time, driving in the car and talking together all the time, and then being together in the evenings at home. To our idealistic homeschooling minds, we just think that's how things ought to be. And we think that that is an ideal situation. But actually, it can cause us to become too dependent on each other. It can cause us to expect our children to be our friends because really we don't have that much time for friends if we have a business and we're homeschooling. And then sometimes it can just be just too much of being together and you need a break. So just try to keep an eye on that situation. Make sure your children have time for their friendships, their independent pursuits, and make sure that you're not kind of dumping everything onto your children because you're all together 24-7, as idealistic as that may sound. So hopefully you've caught a tip or two that might help you in employing your children in your family business. I'd like to hear from you. Feel free if you are on the website to put some comments below and leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or Google Play, wherever you are listening to this podcast. And I'd like to hear if you have any other tips about employing your children in your family business that maybe I haven't heard from or I haven't covered. Thanks so much for listening. Happy homeschooling, Canada. Thank you so much for listening. You can find helpful links and show notes for this episode at our website, canadahomeschools.com. Please share this podcast with your friends and leave a rating and positive review on your podcast provider. This will help others find their dose of inspiration and encouragement. Happy homeschooling, Canada! Hee <laughs> hee!